Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, where unzipping our bags both unleashes our minds and releases our raisins. Strap in and get ready to ride with your handbagging hosts, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I'm a mother of two TV creative with nine years of incredible experience at psycho-entertainment under my belt. It's any wonder my trousers are tight. After 10 years as a writer and journalist, I've perfected the art of talking people into things. And yet I still can't convince my two-year-old to put gloves on in sub-zero temperatures. No! Here's how it works. We'll fumble around in our handbag until our definitely unmanicured fingers come to rest on an interesting item that will make for like-minded conversation masquerading as a heated debate. After three items have been discussed, we'll call it a day, pat ourselves on the backs, and toast our successes with a half-drunk cup of cold tea, as is the motherhood way. This is the one where we talk TV, share trials and tribulations of travel, and weigh up the various responsibilities associated with raising children compared with goldfish. This week we are overexcitedly welcoming an incredible guest. She's an actress whose starring roles in numerous British TV drama institutions, including The Bill, Casualty, Family Affairs and EastEnders, are immediately overshadowed for childbearing families across the nation when I tell you that she also plays Topsy and Tim's mum. This is the wonderful Anna Acton. Hello. Hello! <laughs> you are so entirely welcome. Have you bought your handbag? I have. Yes, I feared you wouldn't let me in if I didn't. <laughs> if I came without it. Can you describe your bag to us, please? Uh, yes, it's a very simple black leather handbag. But probably what is most noticeable about it is its size. Because as my children have got older, you have to take less things out with you. I no longer have to leave the house with a suitcase-sized <laughs> nappy-changing bag. Or the one that you would literally put on the back of a buggy. And the second the child got out, the buggy would oh, flip. Yes. <laughs> oh, we've all been <laughs> it would there. Be so heavy. <laughs> and always the most embarrassing thing always. that you've got in your carry bags always rolls out onto the floor, I find. It's like always what, that a bit. bottle of Sauvignon. Bo- <laughs> yeah, always the bottle of wine. <laughs> it's liberating, isn't it? The oh. minute you don't have to carry four stone around with you. It is incredible. But then, of course, the week that I stopped carrying the enormous bag with the change of clothes, on one trip, both children were sick in the car. I didn't even have a wipe on me. You know, normally oh, you've no. got about three packets of wipes in your bag and then one decided to do a standing up wee without pulling her pants down (laughs) sometimes you're just tired (laughs) (laughs) she wasn't long potty trained to be fair bless her but there was nothing i could do i can't deal with the admin of lou (laughs) 
chase. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes, mine's done that a few times. She sort of said, but I want a wee like daddy. And it's like, well. <laughs> what, all over the sea? Yeah. <laughs> As you're our guest, and we're delighted to have you, would you please have the first fumble in your bag? I have a script. A script oh. in my handbag for an upcoming job that I am... Um, preparing for I've got the casting next week so whenever I have a casting for anything I print out the sides which are the part of the script that they want you to look at and I take it with me everywhere just so that any available moment I can be looking at it because you don't have that much time with children to sit down and fully examine the script as you would like to so yeah it's with me everywhere like waiting for coffee I'll pop out and have a quick look at it so we need to talk to you about this amazing career how did you get into it in the first place I think I've got quite a short attention span and it's the only thing I've ever really stuck with I mean I did drama when I was very young my parents just put me in a little local drama school with a lovely lady we would just do little plays in her back garden I would do brownies I did guides I did so many other different things but I never stuck at anything whereas drama has been a constant throughout my whole life I often say to people I don't think you ever decide to become an actor I think it picks you because you would never willingly choose this life <laughs> <laughs> for yourself if you had any pop choice goes the bubble <laughs> image. <laughs> because yeah it's wonderful it's this brilliant roller coaster it's never what you expect it to be what are these um these castings like that you go to because there's a huge amount of rejection always isn't there before you get a role how do you deal with it you would think that I was getting better at it the longer I've been in it but some days it, it will depend some days I will think not me you know there was nothing I could do it's out of my control which essentially it often is I mean my agent's amazing and she says it's often to do with timing and luck and mm. you just can't take it personally mm. some days I do <laughs> yeah, but it's hard not to because you're not a yeah. mind reader but you, you are getting you've got loads of roles and you've had a brilliant glittering career that so many people would adore haven't you come on you have yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been very lucky but then I guess because I've lived that life I sort of see the periods between the jobs more than yeah. I see the actual jobs. And I know, I mean, looking at my CV, I have been incredibly fortunate. What's the most outrageous thing you've done in the name of your craft? There is a particular commercial casting that does spring to mind. And um, I must just describe Anna as pulling a face. <laughs> actual physical pain. <laughs> they wanted you to go in and you had to dance. And there was a music soundtrack. It was Kylie's I'm Spinning Around. And they wanted us to spin plates whilst dancing, whilst doing all this. I walked into the room, normally for a commercial casting, there might be a director, casting director and a camera person, and occasionally somebody else from the ad agency. I'm not kidding when I say there was eight guys sitting in there. I just, I, I sort of started to climb <laughs> this <laughs> awful kind of sway and just think I can, I can get through this. And I'm not known for my movement skills. I would say I'm rhythmically challenged. Um, <laughs> if you so yeah, it, it was mortifying. Can I ask, was this pre-children? It might have been. Yeah. See, I think that was your issue because since having kids, oh, I, just don't care. I have found mm. I have no embarrassment radar. Yeah. <laughs> so I will happily break into a massive dance routine in the middle of the high street. <laughs> happily. I'd be delighted if people watch. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's okay, I'm a mum. Or, you know, oh, sing yeah. in a cafe. Yeah, no sing in a cafe. Yeah. And it's lovely. It's liberating. And actually, now if someone said dance, of course, you can only dance if you're pointing 
pointing your fingers as a mum, that's a very important <laughs> thing. <laughs> All dance routines involve some pointing. Do you think that would have been different for you? If you'd do you know what? You're probably right, actually, because it is amazing, not just the birth process, but also then the breastfeeding and the other things afterwards. You just lose all your inhibitions, don't you? It's a really good point. Yeah, I, I mean, I do remember I did an advert after my youngest. She was only five weeks old and it was two days filming and I was still breastfeeding at the time. And my mother-in-law and my mum and my husband were there to help on these two days that I was filming and I had to keep pumping. But I can remember I was just sitting in between actually being on set in what was called the wardrobe, which was a room with some of the makeup tables. And uh, one of the runners came in to get me to say it was time to go down. And I was just openly pumping. And I didn't think anything of it. With you all just... the sound effects uh, with as all, well. With all the... I mean, oh, and this poor lad came in and I was just like, yeah, okay, you know, coming. Just didn't compute that he would be embarrassed by that or that that was anything that was inappropriate. And that close as well to having just given birth. You're just like, anything Whatever. goes. Whatever, exactly. Come on in, have a good look. Everyone else has. That's just what I'm doing. That's that's the way it is at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I think your hormones override any kind of social moral. There is this thing as a mother, the minute you're child cries you are blinded with fear ah, they will die unless they eat immediately and then it's like nothing nothing else matters apart mm. from pacifying that child and actually in a week where someone's been thrown out of john lewis for um having a child who had a tantrum, a tantrum yeah mm. really? yes this yeah. happened sorry john lewis never knowingly insulting yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. ultimately you're trying to act in the child and the public's best interest the other day with my husband it was our son's second birthday and we were remembering a car journey where he started crying and I actually had to climb into the back of the car on the motorway and lean across him because he wouldn't take a bottle and try and fit my boob into his mouth as we were driving at sort of obviously 70 no faster than 70 on the motorway I remember just sort of like sprawled across the back of the car breastfeeding thinking what has happened to me look at look at me what am I doing I've done that and we don't, even, we don't have blacked out windows. So <laughs> yeah, no, people no, driving past. Exactly, yeah. people were driving past with me, sprawled. They probably thought you were planking. Yeah, I did look like I was planking. <laughs> Got that loss of sense of self. Totally. Yeah. We were, let's talk about your most recent roles then. Anna, we, we cannot possibly ignore the big role of Topsy and Tim's mum. My children absolutely adore it and it has been such a kind of hit show. Had you ever done anything like that before? When my age phoned to say that there was this role in Topsy and Tim they were making a live action drama of the books that I could remember and it was for CBeebies I was unbelievably excited because I'd never done anything that my children can watch I mean it was more exciting than getting a leading role in Downton Abbey or something for me at that point in my life and in my career so I'd never ever done kids television before so it was a completely new skill for me (laughs) you're very very good in it Yes, you are. My children were <laughs> massively starstruck today. They were holding onto my feet. Do your children ever do children boots? You know, oh, when you're yes. standing up trying to leave and they attach themselves like they're helping you walk on the moon yeah. because oh, yes. of the zero gravity and you have to <laughs> drag them along. They're like, take me with you! Take me with you! No! <laughs> Mummy's got to go and do this on her own. But they're so obsessed with you. Oh, but it's, I mean, it's, quite, it's quite disappointing though when children meet me in real life. One little girl once said to me, Joy, how did you get out? of the television (laughs) but then have you seen the ring (laughs) (laughs) but then I'm such a massive disappointment because I haven't got Topsy and Tim with me and then they're like where are they 
and then they see that I've got I've got two girls, <laughs> two with other me, children. And they're like, no, where, where, where are Topsy and Tim? And I'm like, well, so it's not real. I just pretend to be their mummy, and they don't get that. Do you ever want to mess with the children and go, ha ha, I sold Topsy and Tim on eBay? <laughs> I'm going to do that next week. I exchanged them because they were naughty. These are the new ones. That could happen to you too. (laughs) And what you're doing is you're helping those children's parents later. It's like when you run out of Christmas as a threat, I I will exchange you like Topsy and Tim's mummy did. (laughs) (laughs) So what did the girls think then? Did they find it a bit weird seeing mummy with new children? Are the children calling me mummy? It's quite strange. When we watch it, they would lie all over me, like almost sort of staking their territory Uh, all the way through it then do you know what they're not that into it and i don't know if it's because they see enough of me oh god (laughs) i need to see her on the tv as well (laughs) that's my time (laughs) just switch off from her take her away from me um (laughs) but they do enjoy it they do like it but what i love is that so obviously you're playing a very gentle character in it but then weren't you at the same time you're also filming eastenders weren't you and then that was a kind of completely different character wasn't it i think it came out quite close to me being on screen in eastenders so it became quite confusing i think there was a letter to the director general of the bbc complaining about the cross casting within the bbc that it's um disgraceful that topsy and tim's mother could be having an affair with max branning i'm sure the rest of the uh, the license fee players will be delighted that the director general's time has been taken up in this manner <laughs> dealing with such important inquiries i think so <laughs> and also i mean the original concept for topsy and tim was that you wouldn't see the adults at all it was just oh, it like was Tom and Jerry. Yeah. yeah exactly so you would just sort of see just them that's why it's all shot from their level anyway and occasionally you see a, a parent's face or whatever or oh, the casting um, for that you'd have had to go and get a lovely wax little fake tan but only <laughs> yeah. from the knee down <laughs> In the manner of the slightly rougher reality TV stars that only fake tan the bits you can see. <laughs> Vest and shoes. Wear your pajamas on top. It's like the opposite of a Skype call for work. Where you go dressed up, waist up, fabulous, waist down, trackies. The cat can't do painting. She's not wearing the apron. This is the sound of a child explaining we must move on to another subject. So it is time for another rummage. Anna, would you please do the honours? Oh, I've got a... I, well, I've got about 40 train tickets. <laughs> train tickets. Oh, a woman after our own heart. Why throw anything away? <laughs> so this is a train ticket from a commute. What's your commute like? What do you typically do on your journeys? This train ticket is for going to and from, generally London, to have a meeting or a casting. And I'll read on the train a book (laughs) because that's such a luxury for me these days. Or obviously have a look at the script that I'm going up for the meeting for so I can be prepared. Or yeah, if I'm driving, I'll listen to the radio or music or podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Do you enjoy that time to yourself? Because it's quite rare, isn't it? I think it's the only time you can actually justify Sort of ring fencing a bit of you time to read a book to do all those indulgent things to yeah. better yourself because a lot of the time when you're at home with the kids it, you don't have that extended period of being unbothered as much as you love the children asking you questions all the time and making observations like mummy the moon is always round you're like i know i'm just trying to write an email <laughs> <laughs> you know it's really hard it's lovely time do you like the time yeah i do like you said it's you time even though you might be with lots of other people i'm generally 
generally pretty lucky that I'm traveling at a nice time so that I do tend to get a seat and I can read my mm. book and yeah no I do it, it is it is nice time and it's also nice preparation time because if I had literally gone from dropping the children off at school from getting myself ready to doing everything to walking into a meeting I would be a frazzled mess and nobody would ever employ me so it's like, <laughs> I, it's like, it's like it debrief a, time yeah you need to recalibrate like yeah. I turned up at my mum's last night I was standing there with my toddler on my hip you know he'd been sort of pulling my hair out I think he'd sort of grabbed my glasses so they were sort of hanging off my face and she was like oh my god darling you look like a mad woman <laughs> My mum is from Devon and she oh. sees one person every two to three weeks um, <laughs> it's, she's in the middle of nowhere and she always says to me when she comes up, oh, I think it'd be fun to be on the train with all those people. You could have such a lovely chat. You know, you can always learn something from other people. Like she's always telling us, you know, you must always engage people in conversation because you've usually got a field between you and Devon, haven't you? Hello! <laughs> I'm lonely! <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. I mean, I don't think anyone can ever understand until they've had children what a luxury that moment to yourself is. Because actually, when I was going into London the other day for a meeting, there was a guy taking his kids into school on the train. He was literally trying to do their homework, stop them from fighting, you know, running up and down the aisles. And I was looking over at him and thinking... God love you. I am really enjoying this coffee and a croissant and a paper. This is fabulous. Do you ever come back on the burger train? The burger train? Oh, yeah. When every other person has a burger and is shouting. It's, and is really drunk. <laughs> oh, that sort of 11 p.m. train. And especially when you've been at work and other people have been on the lash <laughs> and you're coming home. I came back from an edit the other night. I was on the train and this drunk woman sashayed up to me because I was eating a bag of crisps and she'd zoned in on the crisps. You could see <laughs> that's what she wanted. Her boyfriend was with her and she was just sort of swatting them away from her. He was trying to kiss her neck in an amorous drunk way. And she, was like, oh, she wanted to crisps so she came and sat next to me first sat down and looked at the crisp roll then looked at me and just went hello and I went hello Hi. I was totally sober hello sure okay I was just gonna say something to you I work for Rimmel and I said okay 
and said, I'm going to send you some free stuff on Tuesday if you give me your address. And I went, I can sense there's a catch coming. And she went, can I have your quiz? <laughs> She's brilliant. <laughs> I gave her my crisp because she deserved it for that performance but needless to say nothing arrived from Rimmel on Tuesday and it led me to believe that these days you just can't trust drunk strangers on trains always (laughs) what can I say it's how I get most of my makeup Uh, so I was really disappointed (laughs) swapsies for crisps do you have this experience I I have been on those trains but it's normally been me who's been shouting with the burger (laughs) (laughs) see she's nothing like joy Normally, I would be driving. Sometimes you get a car and somebody picks you up. The driver picking you up, is that just the best feeling? Sometimes. It depends how chatty they are. Because sometimes it's, you know, like five o'clock in the morning and you've barely woken up. Sometimes you get the chattiest ones ever. And then if you sort of seem to be a bit quiet or you're still waking up, you always get the... Oh, I've had Kelly Brook. I've had Kelly Brook, and she's a lovely girl, really chatty. Or, you know, they tell me all the very chatty, lovely, famous people that they've had in their car. So I often say that I work in production. <laughs> so oh, the, brilliant. Yeah, because then nice. that kind of stops the whole... You don't I want a competition. <gasps> competition. It There's a tiredness time. competition. I don't know if you know about this. Each week we bring forth a moment from our week where we've, well, obviously lost the will to be awake, <laughs> but are still awake. And so we have a competition of tiredness. Have there been any examples? I've had quite a few uh, interruptions in the night time recently with, with one or both of my children to, to sort of tell me that there's a bumblebee was, was one of them the other day. And then my eldest, as I was giving her a kiss and saying goodnight, I said, you know, stay, stay in your bed tonight because mummy gets very tired. Um, and she said, all right, mummy. And then as I was leaving, I turned out her light and said, no, night darling. She said, I'll pop in and see you later for a chat. <laughs> <laughs> that you do get a full night's sleep but if you're dealing with a two-year-old who has an opinion and suddenly how dare they how dare they and then they suddenly wake up and it's like daddy mummy stairs which is basically the instruction that they want to go downstairs and have a little party downstairs at 3 30 in the morning there's no comeback from that you're literally just like right okay well here we are for the next hour and a half while we wait for you to wind down and the tiredness the next day is clawing you can't just nip off in the middle of the day for a snooze because you're back to work and life has to continue as normal people expect you to take on brilliant roles on national television. Not, disclaimer, only one of us in the room has that. <laughs> it's really hard, isn't it? How yeah. do you function then on tiredness? I love a cup of coffee. That really helps. You go onto autopilot a lot, don't you? And, and then you sort of get through the day and you think, how did I do that? Certainly when my youngest was a baby and my husband was away filming, my eldest was just over two and the baby was six weeks. I got to the point that whenever I couldn't find anything, be it my keys, be it anything, I would look in the oven and I would have put things in the oven, whether I thought it was the fridge, whether I thought it was a cup, I don't know Amazing. the reason behind it, but just literally functioning. And you think on the outside, you think you're doing really well. You think, yeah, I'm I'm functioning, I'm brilliant. Where are my keys? Let me just check the oven. And actually, you're, you're bordering on being a little bit 
unhinged, aren't you? I mean, it really is. But sleep deprivation. It's a torture mechanism. Let's not forget. So your husband can come home and look in the oven to know how you're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) If it's empty, it's a good day. (laughs) No food, just keys. Oh dear. This week I did exactly the same thing. I thought, I'm cold. I will light a fire. Walked into the sitting room, passed the log burner, opened the TV cabinet, shut the cupboard, walked off and thought, really cold. So I just put on a coat and then carried on my day. (laughs) I think we have a running theme this week because definitely things have been put in places where they weren't meant to be. I was preparing lunch and dinner at the same time. Wow, that's that's super. I was like, but that never happens and I'll (laughs) never do it again. And I'll tell you why. Because I was there, I was, I was making my soup, I was chopping up the carrots. And so there we go. And then I realised that basically everything I was going to give my son for his lunch then ended up in the dinner. So then I had to start again. What the lines were blurred. <laughs> like your eyeballs. Yeah. So, so it was tiredness and that was what it was. I think we should come to an agreement that our honoured guest wins today. I definitely think she wins. The keys in the oven, that is brilliant. <laughs> Just a good job I never turned it on when there was something yeah. there. Hello, <laughs> Aldi. Yeah, I've done it again. <laughs> is cheesecake a cake made of cheese or a cheese made of cake? That is the sound of us needing to move on to our next subject. Anna, do you have the final item from your handbag, please? Don't ask me why this is still in here. It goes to show that I need to clean out my handbag desperately. But it's a weaning spoon. I do have a goddaughter who is just one. I feel like I can help. Look what I have. I can help. (laughs) Isn't it funny with the weaning spoon, how you always keep it in your handbag, which is filled with, in my case, usually chocolates from the curry house and dust, (laughs) unexplained dust. And you've got your beloved seven-month-old baby and you you sterilised bottle, milk powder, everything's sterilised, everything. And then you pull out the dusty spoon from the bottom of your bag, wipe it off with either a napkin or a wet wipe and this is clean. (laughs) Put it in your child's mouth. Do you find yourself feeling sentimental about such items baby things not in the slightest <laughs> ah. no. I am at that stage where I'm just getting my life back and I love the baby years I did I really did but I have not for a second forgotten how hard they were I'm very happy to be where I am now I'm extremely lucky to have the two girls I have I don't want to tip the boat and go for number three because the number three question is is a big one and it's something that it's I've massive. definitely noticed with quite a few of my friends and I remember having a conversation with a good friend of mine about this who has three girls and I remember her saying to me she was like there is no sane reason for having a third child but you cannot help how you feel and she put it down to it's whether you're a heart person or a head person it's something from within you you can't reason it there's no sane reason and yet you can't help how you feel you know life has suddenly become a lot easier and you're on top of things and work's going well and stuff and then suddenly mother nature comes along and plays this really mean trick saying yeah come on just have another one you can do it it wasn't that bad (laughs) mother nature forgets to mention the time that you once were in a multi-story car park trying to get out of your car and got stuck half in and half out of your car door (laughs) and had to ring for help on high street kensington where only stylish people are this happened to me (laughs) i was wearing a pencil skirt because i refused to give in to maternity fashion (laughs) amazing the pencil skirt ripped up to my butt (laughs) and i then had to turn my pencil skirt on one side and pretend that I was like this out there pregnant woman <laughs> and so yeah that is what mother nature does not, and it was really embarrassing so it really rings true when you say life's back that doesn't happen anymore I don't I no longer get stuck in cars <laughs> but for me it's very much do I have enough arms to restrain the children by the side of a road two two I'm done but my <laughs> other reason for not going for number three is I was 
a terrible pregnant lady. I just found it really difficult both yeah. times. And it's not like you have the really difficult nine months and then suddenly it's all over and you, you, know, you can go to the spa, is it? <laughs> no. Let's be honest. I think it's probably at the moment I'm feeling it because my youngest has just turned two and I, that feels like quite a milestone, you know? The baby things are sort of done now. So yeah, I think it's the finality of it that I find a bit weird. I had a wobble when my youngest was two. Really? I got a cat. Well, we were actually thinking of getting a puppy um, this coming Christmas and we were quite excited about it and we thought, yes, okay, so we're not going to have a third child. Let's get a dog instead. And then my mum got a puppy before Christmas and now I've come to my senses. <laughs> I think maybe we might stop at a goldfish perhaps nice. for now. Do you have pets? We have goldfish. Hey! But we're on, we're on um, the trouble is, you know, you know, people get pets to teach children about mortality and things like that. Unfortunately, we've lost two of the fish, but every time we've lost them, we've just gone and bought two more. So I don't think we're teaching them anything. It's <laughs> just, like something dies, you just go and get another one. one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's not, not did so you helpful. tell them that it was a replacement? Or did you try and find one that looked exactly the oh, same? Oh, no, we told them. We explained when I was little. I got a hamster. Oh, I absolutely loved her little Mrs. Tiggywinkle. And she was brilliant. And adored pet and when she you know moved to the hamster cage in the sky we had a full-on funeral for her you know there was a beautifully andrex lined flora tub coffin a neighbor even made a crucifix out of a bit of bamboo from the Aww. garden there are pictures of us looking solemnly over mrs tiggy winkle's grave and then we got the replacement hamster then he got a bit poorly and i remember opening the bin one day and finding the hamster just discarded <gasps> in the bin <laughs> <laughs> Mum just obviously couldn't go through the palaver. Poor Mrs. Tiggywinkle too. Yeah, Houdini. Houdini did Houdini. not get. Houdini did not. Houdini he made no not. great escapes, unfortunately. Mummy, <laughs> yeah. bike. Oh, our time is up. Our time is up. We have had the most wonderful time with you. Anna, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, it's been wonderful to have you on. You oh, are you for having me. just a pleasure to talk to. <laughs> oh, she says a pleasure. Lovely. What are you going to be in next? Well, I've got this nice meeting next week, so fingers crossed how has your experience been on the handbags podcast it's been great fun it's just like having a chat with friends yeah but just with a massive microphone in your face <laughs> please get in touch with us we are at handbags podcast on instagram and twitter and if you want to send us an email we are handbagspodcast at gmail.com and we're also on facebook because we are firmly in the 21st century <laughs> we are handbags at dawn podcast there we go Brilliant. that's <laughs> actual <laughs> fact so uh, thank you so much we'll speak to you again next week bye bye <laughs> Yeah, you can. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.